chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall, you shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I told you my name. My name is uh, Pastor Max Murphy. I'm from uh, our uh, Cornerstone uh, Carmel campus. Um, I know some of your names. I don't know all of your names. Um, And that's okay, as you heard in the children's message, because God knows each one of our names, and that's what's most important. And this story today... um, it's actually kind of where we got uh, the name for our sermon series during Lent, in the shade of the tree. There's different trees that we've been looking at uh, during the Lenten season. 
Uh, if you remember um, in the Garden of Eden, there was two trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and there was the tree um, of life. Uh, and so we talked about uh, those trees. Um, we talked last week about um, a tree that's planted by water uh, in Psalm chapter 1. And a tree that's planted by water, the roots grow nice and deep, and when you know, the storms come, uh, you don't have to worry about the tree getting blown away. And one of the things that Psalm 1 said about um, how our posture should be, it said, blessed are those who don't sit with the scoffers or stand with the wicked or, or walk with sinners. And so those three postures of sitting, standing, and walking, kind of everything we do, we have to kind of guard our lives. And so today we have a picture of somebody who is sitting, not in the company of scoffers, but somebody who is sitting in the shade of the tree, Nathaniel. And while he's there, Jesus sees him. So I want to talk a little bit about, about what can we learn from Nathaniel and, and how, Jesus, uh, how Jesus interacts with Nathaniel. First of all, as uh, Jesus um, first calls Philip. And before that, if we back up just a little bit in John, and we're still in chapter 1 of John. Okay, so when you look at the different Gospels, John doesn't have the birth story that like Luke and Matthew has. John gets right to the point. I mean, he says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and that Word became flesh. And right away in John chapter 1, John gets to the calling of the first disciples. And Philip is one of them. Right before that, he had called Andrew. And Andrew went and grabbed Peter, all right? So right away, you see this kind of multiplication of discipleship, of calling of people. And so Jesus calls Philip, and Philip goes and finds Nathanael. And before we get to Nathanael, I, I want to point out that this is how the, the Word of God, how the Spirit works in our lives, that we are called first by God, by the Holy Spirit, who came through, through Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus sent his Holy Spirit into the world, and that calling continues to come all the way through. I was just talking with, with you know, people that have been here for 70, 80 years here at this site, here at, when, as it was St. Matthew, and you think about the history, the calling of, of God in people's lives. And think about your own life. Who brought you here? How did, you, how did your family tree of spiritual family faith get to you? How did the Holy Spirit call somebody that then called you? And then think about your own personal ministry. How have you worked in the life of somebody else? Through your children, brothers and sisters, parents, neighbors, how is God calling you to call somebody else? And that's what we see here today is the, the ministry, the beginning of Jesus' ministry is calling of individuals. He comes to us through the sharing of our faith as we pass that on. And I want to encourage you in your walk of faith to be about passing on this ministry that God has began way back in the beginning with Jesus and the calling of the first disciples. And that continues to come to us today. So Philip goes and tells Nathaniel, and Nathaniel hears uh, that they found the one that was talked about in the Old Testament, the one that Moses and the prophets had told was coming. Now, I love this, uh, this idea of Jesus being in the Old Testament. I love seeing the big picture, what what kind of a fancy word for that is the meta narrative, the big picture, the big story. I love big stories. And right here, John, his is the gospel, he likes the big story as well. And Philip tells Nathaniel, Hey, I found the one that's a part of the big story. 
that goes all the way back to the prophets. Here in a couple of weeks at the end, when we get to Easter, you're going to hear about how Jesus meets the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus explains from the prophets and from the Old Testament how all of those were about him. That's kind of what happens here. Philip says, hey, Nathaniel, you know that guy that the Old Testament, here he is. He's finally here. I would have been like, yeah, let's go. Cool. The story's kind of, uh, it's coming true in this guy, Jesus. And then Philip says, oh, he's from Nazareth. Now, this is one of the funnier lines in Scripture. As, as uh, Nathaniel says, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? Now, it's been debated about, about what that means. Typically, we think like uh, Kentucky. Really? Can anything good come from Kentucky? I'm sorry if you're from Kentucky. I'm from Texas. I'm about to go back down there for spring break. We would say Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Can anything good come from Oklahoma? Well, Nazareth was one of those places that it wasn't exactly, you know, it wasn't Jerusalem. And that's kind of, that's kind of Nathan's point. Nathan knew the Old Testament scriptures. Nazareth is not mentioned in the Old Testament. Now, if you would have said, hey, Jerusalem, this guy is from Jerusalem, Nathan would say, yeah, Jerusalem, the, the city of David, yeah, or even Bethlehem, yeah, that's, but no, he's from Nazareth. But what Philip does, rather than argue, rather than try to get into a, a debate about whether Jesus is, is the real one or not, he says, hey, let's just go check out Jesus. Come on, I, I want you to hear him firsthand. I think this is really a good note for us to hear as well. If somebody wants to argue about the faith, you're not going to be able to argue somebody into the kingdom. As much as I would like to, I love apologetics. I love defending the faith. But it's the work of the Spirit. And it's the work of the Spirit through the Word where people come to faith. So if somebody wants to argue with you, just say, hey, just go to Jesus. Just go to the Word and read it. Read it for yourself. Let him speak for himself. That's what Philip does. I'm not going to argue with you, Nathan. Let's just go meet him. I'll, I'll let, let him speak for himself. So here comes Nathaniel. Jesus sees him coming. And Jesus declares, here is a true Israelite, one in whom there is no fault. Look at this guy. And, and Nathaniel is like, what? How, how do you know me? You know, wh- how did you know who I was? And Jesus says, I saw you while you were under the fig tree. You were in the shade of the tree. Now, it's debated about what this means. The fig tree was sometimes a, a symbol for the Jewish people. So Jesus could have said, I know your line. I know your family. But I like to think of it that he was studying God's word, that he was in the shade of the tree, spending time in prayer as a good, as a, as a good uh, children, child of Israel. He was probably there studying, thinking, reflecting on the Torah. And Jesus says, while you were there studying the scriptures, I saw you. Not only did I see you, I, I was there with you. As you were studying that word, that word was, was about me. It's interesting This is how Jesus first talks about Nathanael, about what part of his life Jesus chose to pick to describe Nathanael. And as Nathanael's walking up, he's like, wow, this guy picked out something good that I was doing. And what do you think Jesus would pick out about you? If you came walking up to Jesus and Jesus was going to go, hey, I saw you when you were... Fill in the blank. What are you going to say? 
I saw you when you were, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's all these things flipping through your mind. What's Jesus going to pull out? Is he going to pull out when I was on the internet when I shouldn't have been? Is he going to pull out that, that time that I was, I was supposed to do that one thing and I didn't do it? What is Jesus going to pull out? What is Jesus going to say, I saw you win? How you answer that question, I think, gets to kind of the heart of, of how we view our God. Because what we see today in Scripture is Jesus takes Nathaniel, who was not a perfect person. Jesus was not saying he was perfect, but Jesus picks out something he was doing that was good. And he holds it up. Um, one of the things that, that I've heard about parenting, and I try to do this in my parenting, is try to catch your kids doing something good. Because if you always catch your kid doing something wrong, they're going to start to identify themselves as somebody that's just bad. I'm always getting caught doing the wrong thing. Catch them doing something good. I, last two weeks ago, I was down at St. Peter's in Columbus. And while I was there, I was there for a, a pastor's kind of retreat kind of thing uh, with my wife. And um, we were meeting in the school in St. Peter's, uh, Columbus, Indiana, St. Peter's Lutheran Church. They also have a school, a really nice big school. And the kids are so well behaved. They're just like this. There was it was during the um, the storms a couple of weeks ago, and there was tornado drill, and we all had to go. All the kids had to. They were so orderly, and they like you know went to their lines and like I was like, wow, these kids are good. Well, one time I was walking down the hallway, and there was these kids that were sitting on the floor, and it was like bathroom time, and their teacher was around the corner, and the kids were all just sitting there in a row. They're just sitting there, real quiet, arms folded, and everything. And I was like, wow, and these are like, I don't know, second, third graders. And I went up to them, and I go, I caught you guys. And they're like looking at me. I go, I caught you being good. And they all just smiled real big. And one of them goes, can you tell our teacher? <laughs> I was like, yeah, what's your teacher's name? Mrs. String. Okay, I'll tell Mrs. String. So I waited there like three or four minutes. I'm just hanging out, waiting for, you know, I'm like, man, you guys are really cool. Thanks for letting our, you know, pastors be here. And the teacher finally comes around the corner. I go, are you Mrs. String? Yes. She's like, what, what happened here? You know, why is this, you know, gentleman? And I don't know who this guy is. And why, how does he know my name? Uh, and I said, I just want you to know I caught your kids being really good. And she smiled really big. And she's like, thank you very much. See, that's, that's what Jesus does today for Nathaniel. He catches him being good. What he's doing is he's, I think he's, as a good parent, he's saying, you are my child. I know you. And when you were under the tree, I saw you. That's who Jesus is calling us to be, to be his people, to respond, not because we're perfect all the time, but because he knows us and he loves us anyway. Jesus came into the world despite those things that he would catch you doing that you shouldn't be doing. And he comes to us today to call us and say, hey, I know your name. I know everything about you. I also know that you're seeking after me. You're here today in the shade of this beautiful facility to reflect on God's word, to reflect on what he's done for you. Another big picture thing, I, I love seeing these connections because as he's coming up, Jesus says, you've been amazed because I said I saw you under the tree. You're going to be even more amazed because you're going to see angels descending and ascending. You're going to see this connection between heaven and earth. And we have this picture in our mind from the Old Testament. And I'm sure Nathan thought the same thing. It was Jacob's ladder, where God is at the top, and there's these angels descending and ascending upon this ladder. And he says, you're going to see that. But this time, 
Jesus, God in the flesh, is at the bottom of the ladder. And heaven is up there. And here, Jesus is here in the present with Nathaniel. And he says, you're going to see amazing things. You're going to see angels descending and ascending. And, and what we know about Jacob's ladder is that's a picture of Jesus himself. The connection between heaven and earth. Angels present all around the ministry of Jesus. From when it was first announced that Mary would be pregnant, there's an angel there. Two angels, one to Mary, one to Joseph. Then when Jesus is born, there's a multitude of angels. And then when Jesus starts his ministry, as he's in the desert for 40 days without food, then angels come and minister to him. Then at his resurrection, there are angels. At his ascension, there are angels. We see the ministry of Jesus surrounded by these angels. Jesus is predicting to Nathaniel that that's the way things are going to be. Jesus calls Nathaniel. And Nathaniel says, Lord, you're the one. You're the one we've been waiting for. God comes to us today. Have you ever um, seen those videos online, uh, YouTube? There's a couple of different types of them. Um, Dr. Orr is a, an eye doctor. I love the, the pictures where kids get, get to see for the first time, and they, they've heard their mom or they've heard their dad, and then when their eyes are open where they can first see their mom or dad, maybe they're in their first years, and they're, they're just amazed. There is mom. There's the voice. I've known this voice. Or maybe somebody that hasn't had their hearing, and then for the first time they hear their loved ones, their mom, their dad, their spouse. They get to hear them for the first time. That's kind of what we see with Nathaniel today. He's, he's known about the scriptures. He's known about a Savior coming, but his eyes, boom, they're opened. Here he is, standing right in front of me. Here's the one I've been waiting for. Jesus comes to us today, again, to open our eyes to, to his work in our life. To open our eyes so that we can see the salvation that's come for us in spite of all of those things that we've done wrong. He wants to reveal himself to you. And he wants you now to go and be that, that one that tells others, that shares the love of Christ, that lets others know, guess what? You know what you've been waiting for? Maybe you don't even realize you've been waiting for it. I know who he is. His name's Jesus. And, and even maybe even more importantly than that, he knows your name. He knows your name. He went to the cross with your name on his mind. And one day, he promises that he will come again. And we will see him face to face. As we think about big story, meta-narrative stuff, the oldest book in the Bible written probably is the book of Job. And what does Job say? I know that my Redeemer lives. And one day, I will see him face to face with my own eyes. I will see him. That's the promise we have today. During this Lenten season, as we know, our Savior went to the cross, went to the tomb, but he didn't stay there. He was raised again to give us new life. One day, we will see him face to face with our own eyes. Until that day, may he always keep us faithful. Amen.